I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Tonight, we're going to be making some wax candles. But first of all, we've got to process our wax. Have you got your wax ready, Tom? Got my bag of wax ready. But it's all all a bit manky and old and it all needs breaking up. It's in these big chunks. Jesus. Looks like cheese, doesn't it, It does. Tom? It looks like a, a French mountain cheese, like, or a gruyere or something. Yeah, it except one part edible. of it looks a bit grubby on one side, so we're going to have to clean it off. But first of all, you're going to chop it up, Tom, because it's in massive chunks. It's in huge chunks. Well, hang it, on. I'll just go and get a hammer. We tried to have a little bit of a chop of it before we started, and, um, yes, it's rock hard. It's from... Our friend Brian's bees, where the bees went to Borstal in Regent's Park, it's from those bees. We're going to break it down, melt it, and then we're going to take the debris, put it through a nappy. Oh, you've got your hammer. Get started then. Oh, it doesn't look... Take it out of the bag. Flipping neck. Oh, that's it. Oh, God. Oh, blooming neck, Tom. You're going to have to get something a bit bigger. That's doing nothing. Is that oh. one of your bee hammers? That's a bee hammer. I think you're going to have to get a mallet on that. OK. It's got a bigger, it's got a bigger sort of hammer. hammer thing. Go on then, give it a good old whack. Any good? Not really. Oh, you set the dog barking Dog's across barking. the back. <laughs> I think I've got a bigger one, one sec. Oh no. <laughs> Flipping it, that is a big hammer he's got now. It's a brute. Oh, flipping it. Has it broke it? Beautifully. We want what something... What size pieces do you need? Toffee. Oh God, that toffee dog's comes really in different barking. sizes. <laughs> what, big toffee or little toffee? Or dog toffee? Dog toffee. <laughs> I think so, Tom. Oh, crumbs. That toffee? Oh, no, a bit more smaller toffee than that. Fudge. Fudge is what we oh, want. Roll his fudge. fudge. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's gone everywhere. All that wax now is going to go in a jar and then we'll heat it all up. Won't take long. Oh, my phone's ringing again. Hold on, Tom. Hold on. Oh, we're getting a call through. Oh, put your fudge away, Tom. (laughs) Tom, pack your fudge away. We've got someone very important on the line. Uh, Better be important. It's me! (laughs) It's me! I'm back! Yes, Jane! Long hot days in the shade of some big old tree. Making daisy chains and watching all the honeybees. Tom, it's Jane on the phone. Put your hammer down. Come and have a chat. Oh, gosh. Oh, Jane, he's he's taking your place while you've not been here. Put the headphones on, Tom. He sounds very frustrated. Hello, Jane. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Thank you so much for all your brilliant work. Keeping your I, um, seat warm. I did actually get a little bit nervous because you were too good at it, Tom. Warm, warming seats. Warming seats and being very, very professional yeah. and very, very good. Oh, thank you very well, much. 
He's been mostly getting drunk on the podcast yeah, with that Mead. Was pretty much it, actually. Well, I love the Mead episode. I thought that was excellent, and that's when I started to worry because I thought that was such a good episode. I thought I was going to be usurped. Well, I thought every episode is a Mead episode, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is around our house. <laughs> well, tonight, Jane, it's the uh, Apris Gin episode. The apiarist, it's a, like a honey gin. So Tom set me up with a glass. I'm on the bed tonight and he was outside uh, smashing the wax, ready to get melting it. But he set me up with a glass of this gin. It's like a gin with honey in. It's ever so nice. And is that, so that's a thing, is it? Yeah, it's by a company that make it. Tom's Ooh. reading the back of it now. But when you called, when you called, um, you know, um, we were actually just preparing some old manky wax and Tom was smashing it up on the patio and we were going to start melting it down. We've got the stove set up to um, process it, ready to do our candle making. Tom, actually, I, I won't mind speaking to Jane on my own. Can you buzz off? Oh. Go and chew on your wax. <laughs> you know you like it. <laughs> Poor Tom. You could polish your shoes with it. Oh, polish my tools. Polish your tools, yeah, that's good. Polish my tools, eh? All right, well, have a nice time. Thank you. um, Bye, Tom. See you, Jane. See you soon. He might send you some wax nuggets for your Christmas present. Ooh, I've always wanted a wax nugget. (laughs) On that note. Were the wax nuggets from his ears? Not on this occasion, because even though he's got a lot of waxy wax in his ears, I don't think there's enough to make a wax candle. Maybe a very <laughs> small one. <laughs> but they do use candles to get out the wax, don't they? In, Ooh, in yeah. Chinese medicine, they use the Chinese candles to draw out the wax. Have you ever tried that? It's really interesting that uh, they're both called candles, isn't it, Julia? It is. Yes, it really is. Oh, Jane, I've really missed... Not talking to you for so long with, in our silly voices. I know. <laughs> I do Julia just to keep myself remembering you. <laughs> I do Julia when I'm working just to remind myself of you. But Esther. Jane, you've been doing me as Wendy, haven't you? So how's that been? How's it been going on Bloods? Yeah, it's been going good actually. It's been quite full on. But yeah, lovely. It's been really, really nice. And I've been enjoying channeling you. So you've never left me, Esther. You've been in me. I'm, I'm metamorphosized into you. Can you do Wendy now off the cuff? Or is it a bit hard when you're actually talking to me? It's a bit hard when I'm talking to you. <laughs> try it, try it. Say, uh, how's it been going on the podcast? So how's it been going on the podcast? I think I'm a bit lighter than you are in your tone. I think tonally you're a lot deeper than I am. Um, yeah. When I play Wendy, you know, I think you, you have a deeper resonance than my Esther. <laughs> you sound like we could be sisters. Yes. <laughs> I know it's been hard for you driving the ambulance in these times. You must be exhausted. How have you been getting on? Well, I haven't driven the ambulance at all this time. Oh. I know. Samson has been driving the ambulance all the time. So it's a shame because I like driving the ambulance. And actually, pretty much every time I see an ambulance drive by, it's invariably driven by a woman. Why have you not been driving your ambulance, Wendy? Samson's a little bit, you know, chauvinistic as far as um, being behind (laughs) the wheel is concerned. And, you know, so um, what do you think of my Wendy? Oh, I love her, yeah. I think she's marvellous. Do you think she sounds like you? I like being turned (laughs) into Wendy. I know, well, it keeps you present in my life, Esther. 
when I've been on the podcast with Tom, mm. when he started talking, he puts on a new voice and it sort of threw me. He put on his <laughs> podcast voice. He went, hmm, you... Right then, oh, and he was all like jolly, and uh, he, yeah, he, he had a he had a podcast voice, which I hadn't I hadn't actually heard until it was time to record. So it was I was a bit shocked, but I was thrown. Did you look at him? I tried to look at him as if to say, "What voice are you talking in?" <laughs> I would have liked to have seen your look with your glasses on as you looked at him, ensconced. Yeah, it was like he was a teacher, you know, like he was talking to me and I was about five. But, um, mm. you know, that's, I think, how he thinks it's best to communicate with me. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I do respond well to that voice. It, it sort of, uh, it jollied me up and um, I actually couldn't stop laughing at him. So it was good. Yeah, it was good. Mm. And was the mead potent? Is it quite strong? It wasn't that strong, but I think because... We drank it, well, I drank it at a rate of knots, um, especially, um, well, when I tried his mead, I didn't like it that much, I've got to be honest. But um, when I tried the other meads, when we did the quiz, they were very nice. I think it's uh, Gosnell's mead. Um, What? (laughs) Gosnell's. Gosnell's. When I tried, when I gozzled down Gosnell's mead, I felt like I was drunk because I just quickly drank it while we were doing the podcast but it wasn't that strong i think i was just giddy with all the excitement of, of, mm, of doing no, I, the I didn't, podcast i didn't listen to the quiz so how did the quiz go yeah it went well we practiced it on the podcast first but I, I wished I'd done it with you because I was really, I'd be so curious to see how many questions you would have got right. <laughs> well, have you got, the, have, you got the, have you got the quiz questions there? Um, no, I haven't, but I, can, I think I can remember some of them. Should I, tr- should right. I try yeah, it? Yeah, try it, try it, yeah. See what your knowledge is. So, um... <laughs> I'm rusty. Do bees sleep? Do they go to bed at night um, with a, no, a they, no, they don't. Cocoa? They don't. They don't sleep. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they do sleep. Do they? Do you remember when we had Professor Martin on with Wolf, mm. and mm. Um, he said that sometimes the workers they go around the comb and they get, they shake the lazy bees or wake them up. All right, I just thought that they were just chilling and being lazy. I didn't think that they were asleep. Well, they're not on the phones, are they? They're actually asleep. (laughs) How many eyes do bees have? Is it... Three. So where are their eyes, then, if they've got three eyes? They've got one in the middle and they've got two and one on either side. What, on the middle of what? The middle of the bee bit, you know, the middle of the forehead. What, so, like, in between the big eyes, they've got a little eye? Yeah. Hmm, no, wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You were sort of like implying that they got like a third eye, weren't you? Like they could, like there was some sort of strange, I don't know, Buddha or something. (laughs) So, so how many have they got two? They've got five eyes. So they've got two compound eyes. Yeah, so those Mm. big eyes, you know, that's what they see Mm. out of. So they can see all the things. And then they've got three little eyes on the top of their Mm. head where Mm. that's that's where they can see. What do you think those three eyes on the top of their head's for? Uh, So that they can see above where the trees are and where the pollen is. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, because that, that they can see the normal things with the two compound eyes. So they can see like you coming, you know, mm. into the garden with mm. a big teaspoon of honey in your hand, eating it. <laughs> yes. That's what they can see with the two compound eyes. But yeah. what do you think the three eyes on the top are for? They're the vanity eyes where they're staring into the mirror thinking, oh, I'm very gorgeous today. <laughs> Yeah, but they'd have to have a, a mirror above them, wouldn't they, on top of the head, like a little hat? <laughs> Give me a clue. A mirror is actually a good clue. It's a good clue. It's um, to do with light. So those three eyes are for... For um, the light uh, when the night's morning. Oh, you! I'm not giving you any more clues. That's wrong. It's not for when it's morning. It's to help them navigate, so they it's so they can see movement and the sun and light, mm. and that helps them navigate. Because remember, how do they navigate? With these three eyes. Yeah, but what what do you remember? How else they navigate? Um, they um... if they found some nectar in your garden, how would they tell their sisters where it is? Uh, not the waggle dance. That's right, the waggle dance. Yes, yeah, they do the waggle dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also for predators, Jane, in case there's anything flying ahead as well. Oh, well, it's movement actually. So movement could be predators too. Oh, did you run out of breath a little bit there? Yeah. I liked it. I liked it that you ran out of breath. Oh, it's movement. <laughs> so, you know, I think you're doing quite well, but I think you have to come back on the training course and try to maybe revisit. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. I want it to be really good. 5 years younger. In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Whilst I've been doing bloods, we were somewhere at a brewery. At a brewery. A brewery? At work? A brewery? What a brewery. Doing? It's a brewery. We were having our lunch 
and Boris Johnson was there with his people. The country's in a time of national crisis and Boris Johnson's at a brewery. He was obviously saying, well done, well done, well done to the brewers. It was a beautiful day outside and I was having a little lie down on a bench and he came out and people were cheering and I didn't sit up from my bench so I never saw him. And then we were getting one of his uh, his people not him, because he'd gone before. One of the drivers was waiting for another Member of Parliament to come out, and we sort of walked in front of the car to get into our taxi, and this uh, car started to drive forward and nearly knocked me over. Oh, my God. That's not good, is it? Just imagine the headlines. I mean, you would have been in hospital, so you wouldn't have been able to read them, but... Boris Johnson knocks over actress Jane Horrocks as she plays ambulance driver in new comedy, <laughs> Bloods. Yes, can you imagine? Paramedic horror. That would have finished him it off. It would. If you'd been like interviewed in your hospital bed, what would you have said? I would have said, I forgive you, Boris. I forgive you. It was obviously my time. And then I'd <laughs> slowly s- s- slip away. Oh. Well, but you'd be acting, so you'd be all right, wouldn't you, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, he wouldn't be able to get out of that one, would he? He wouldn't be able to. He'd probably, um, he'd be like scratching his head and, you know, and mm. if he keeps scratching his head for much longer, maybe a little sort of man might come out of the top of it, out of a little, <laughs> you know, like out of a little queen cell, the lid of the queen cell might just mm. imagine that somebody might, a new person might come out of his head and... Mm. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's a whole different story, isn't it? But um, so you've been enjoying Bloods. It's been good. Yes, it's been lovely, and uh, and I do like working with Samson. He's such a good guy to work with. Such fun and easy, and uh, yeah. Have you been talking much about bees on this one? Because remember last series. No, I've not. I've not talked at all about bees to him. And also, when he asked me, when I say ask him, <laughs> ask me a question about bees, and he asked me a question, and I never know the answer. So he's got fed up of saying. Um, but um, no, I, I've been winding him up because he went to see um, an artist called Whiz Kid. Mm-hmm. And um, and I kept uh, saying, how how was Rizzle Kicks? How when are you going to see Rizzle Kicks? And he, <laughs> he kept getting he was fuming because because I kept saying Rizzle Kicks. Because you know I like to keep up with the latest music. I love the well, latest yes. music, New Jean. Well, you can impress your friends by saying, oh, have you heard the latest Wizkid? Well, I'll try and impress the bees when I put the Varroa board back in tomorrow because I took it out for a few mm. days because I've had a bit of a... I've had a bit of a crisis of confidence, Jane. Is that because I haven't been around? I think so, yeah, because the thing is... You know, you put the varroa board, some people at this time of year, after you've done the varroa treatment, some people keep the varroa board in for the winter just so mm. that the hive is not so drafty and it's all a bit more sealed and so they can keep nice and warm in there. And I never used to put the varroa board in. I used to just leave it off. So that meant that the varroa mite could drop through the wire mesh at the bottom of the hive and all winter that would be open. So the bees would be inside 
you know, at the top of the hive, mm. um, underneath the crown board, underneath the lid. And that's where they sort of hang out in the warmer part of the hive. So they're mm. sort of in the middle, but they, and they move up towards the top. So they're not mm. hanging round at the bottom of the hive where the open mesh floor is. Yes. Anyway, I think a couple of years ago, I was reading something and, and um, I decided to leave the varroa board in. Mm-hmm. because then the bees will be warmer and then that means that they won't have to, you know, keep feeding on the honey and the honey will last longer and they'll all keep warmer. But it's a bit of an issue because if they were in nature, if they were in a tree, you know, the tree mm-hmm. probably would have quite a few gaps in maybe. There would be a little air whistling through because, you know, there's a lot of warmth in the hive in this time of year, but it's a lot of cold on the outside, so it creates a lot of condensation. Mm. And all that condensation can run down the walls of the hive. And where does it go to? So it could sit on top of the bottom of the varroa board at the bottom. You know, so it could create a sort of dampness. Mm, mm. So anyway, I was thinking, you know, I was reading the opposite. So I was reading about people who don't, who take the varroa board out again, you know, instead of keep it in for warmth. Mm. So anyway, the other day I, I took it out and now I'm wondering whether I should put it back in. I don't know. I can't decide. My feeling is that they leave it out. Is it? Yeah. I'm going to mm. leave it out then. I'm not happy with the condensation. Because some people don't, they put like a sort of an eiderdown or a big uh, duvet over the top of the uh, hive. Have I seen that somewhere? Well, you know, in countries like, say, for instance, um, in a dry, cold place, maybe Iran or Bhutan. I saw it in the bees of Bhutan. You know, Paula... Right. Went to Bhutan, but we couldn't. We could, you couldn't do it here because of the rain. Yeah, but yeah, you can yeah. put other insulation around, and of course, the warmer they are, yeah, the less honey they're going to need, and the less you know, the it's, it's better for them, isn't it? They, they, they're not going to have to keep vibrating their bodies as much to keep warm. So it's a sort of question about what you do at this time of year. And because I've been seeing these bees, you know, they keep coming out the hive on, and I'm watching them a lot because they're they're just outside the back door. Yeah. And they're funny because, um, you know, they were so easy going this colony. Do you remember, Olive? Yes, They were like, yeah. you know. But as it's got colder, they're a bit more aggy, you know. Not aggy, but they're a bit more, like, protective of their hive. Mm. So I suppose that's normal, well, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. They're just protecting the supplies that they've got in there, aren't they? They thought we'd best not take any more because we need this for the winter with this coldness coming on. Although it seems to have gone a little bit milder recently. Yeah, it's very mild today and they were actually flying. They've been flying and uh, enjoying themselves, having a little fly around and collecting a bit of water, drinking water they are. So Mm. they're obviously, they drink water at this time of year to add when they, they take the little caps off the honey, they can mm. sometimes add a little bit of water to it just so it's easier to access. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. And, uh, and, do, and do you sometimes check inside the hive just to, to make sure that their supplies are still, you know, pretty good? Yeah, I do. I lift the hive. It's called hefting the hive. So at this time of year, you don't want to be opening 
you're opening it but you can just mm. give it a lift and if you lift it at the beginning of the winter after you've done your treatments your varroa mm. treatment and you feel the weight of it and you, you know that you've left a super on them and they've got a brood mm. box full of honey so you lift it a little bit throughout the winter you cut you heft the hive and you can work out how much right. honey they've got left so if it felt a lot lighter you know that the supplies have gone down yeah know that you've been round and eating it all yes <laughs> well, it's selfish them them not to share. <laughs> I'm I'm cold and hungry as well. Have you not had your tea? I've had a I've had a root vegetable stew. Nice. Which was good in cider. Oh, that's fancy. Was it good? Mm. Yeah, it was delicious. I've had a celeriac pie. Oh, did you make it yourself? Yeah, I did. That sounds nice. Oh, I'd like that recipe. Yeah, it was nice. It was very good. It was Anna Jones's recipe. What else is in it? It's got um, a bit of cheese in. So it might, uh, I can't remember whether you're vegan at the moment. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm veggie. Mm. So it's got um, celeriac, mustard. Mm. It's actually mm. got honey in. So I use some of my honey because it's got caramelised garlic, which is, mm. uh, you caramelise it with the honey. And then you mix it all together in this big sort of thing with creme fraiche and egg and then it goes in the oven. It's quite fancy, if you like celeriac. Oh, it sounds lovely. Oh, will you take a photograph of the recipe and send it to me? I will, yes, I will. Do you like celeriac? Yeah, I do. But uh, have you got her book or, or did you get it online? I have prescribed to her... Um... Her blog. Oh, right, OK. I mean, subscribe to her log. Her log. I mean, subscribe to her, her blog. <laughs> I subscribe to her log and I sit on it once a week and I stare out the window and think, oh, isn't nature great? Isn't nature nice? <laughs> oh, well, listen, when you subscribe next time to her log, uh, will you send me a, a, a log link? I will, yeah. What are you making for Christmas Day? Oh, I'm going to make string on toast. String and plain gravy. No. What again? (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to make? We're having a nut roast. Oh, yes. And then oat trimmings. Oh, nice. Lovely. Mm. Oh, good. Because I remember you telling me that Gloria made a fancy Ottolenghi thing one Christmas, didn't she, for you? Yeah, well, she's coming back next week, so... I'm hoping she's going to crack on and do the vegetarian side of the Christmas dinner. She loves the Ottolenghi books, you know. But I quite like a a pie. I like these pies that Anna Jones has has got on. Well, I like a pie. I like a pie. I love a pie. But um, we're going to have a beef because Tom's brother's coming round and his wife, Nikki, and they've got Bonnie, you know, little little girl Bonnie, and they've got... A, Bonnie! Yeah, they've got Bonnie! She's coming round! Bonnie! Oh, fantastic to see you, Bonnie. Well, you're going to have some string as well. Yeah, she's going to have a bit of string. Bonnie is with some gravy on it. She loves it. Great. She loved it last year as well and the year before. <laughs> and the year before she was born. <laughs> and there's a new little baby coming as well. And that's called, she, we've got a new baby in the family called Willow. Oh, I love that name. Willow, that was a name that I was going to um, have for one of my children. Oh. I love that name, Willow. Oh, she's ever so cute. Bonnie and Willow. Dylan? Yeah? 
clanking dishes. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Esther, um, you've been asking about my job, Bloods. Uh, What are you up to? I mean, who are you serving now in the community? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like Mr. Ben in the community. I'm I'm one week, I'm this, and the next week, I'm that. Mm. Um, Well, this week, Jane... I've been, uh, well, I've been working in the community garden and uh, we've been building a sculpture of a woman in the garden, which has been very nice. And um, what with what what sort of materials? Yeah, we've been using lots of shoots from the trees that grow at the base and we've been cutting those off and then we wove and made like a shelter. We've made that the skirt as a shelter and then we've done like a beautiful sort of winged woman, like an angel for Christmas. So that's been fun. That sounds beautiful. Have you got a photograph of that? Yeah, I'll send you a photograph, actually. Yeah, it's really nice. I haven't finished it yet. Put it on our Instagram, will you? Our bees Instagram. Oh, yeah, well, I will do, because it is nice. That'd be lovely. Yeah. Mm. I've been working for this London beekeeper, and uh, he was one of our listeners, and then he spotted us, and, and now he's asked me to work for him. So that's been very nice. I've been... Um, oh, brilliant. Yes. I'm just wondering, Esther, I'm just wondering why, you know, if he listened to the podcast, why he reached out to you and not me with my knowledge of bees. <laughs> uh, it just seems strange that he would, he would, he would, he would, he would, you know, reach to you. Hmm. Well, I'm going to be doing a talk. Maybe you could come with me to do the talk. This could be fun. Um, we're going to be doing a talk <laughs> at the RAF club. It's an old sort of members club for people who are in the RAF. But anyway, they can... (laughs) (laughs) And they've invited me... They've invited me to go and do a talk. And in return, I get a lovely gourmet meal by their fabulous chef and I can bring a friend. Oh, good. And can I come? Yes, it'd be lovely. Perhaps I I could come and heckle you. Perhaps you could. And And say, no, that's not right. No, they've got they've got three eyes. Yeah, one at either side, two at either side, and one in the middle. No, they've got five legs. <laughs> you might meet somebody there. You might meet an old pilot. You might take you for a little fly around London. Well, I hope my if I do do that, I hope my knowledge of flying aeroplanes is better than my knowledge of bees. Otherwise, we're stuffed when we're in the air. <laughs> Now, how do you land it, Jane? Oh, I've forgotten. Oh, God, just imagine. Well, um, at this RAF club, they've got a hive on the roof there, you see, and the London beekeeper, he attends to it and um, he, you know, the, the honey that they get, they use in their restaurant with the chef and he loves the honey, apparently. Mm. And um, so, yeah, it's all very nice. And so, yeah, that's the that's the next. Well, I think I've got a, a couple of other little jobs before then, but that's one of the jobs that I'm really looking forward to. Do you think they do nice gourmet vegetarian? Oh, yes, I think they do. And everything the chef cooks is in the shape of an aeroplane. <laughs> so could... A carrot would be easy to do with that, but how would you do that with an egg? Well, I don't know, but we'll have to find out. <laughs> <laughs> We are stupid, aren't we? Mm. So, Jane, have you done all your Christmas shopping yet? I've done more.
most of it, actually. In fact, I think I've done it all. Oh, you are organised. I know I like to be organised. I don't like to... It panics me not to be organised. You know what a technophobe I am. But I've actually learned how to order things online. Oh, brilliant. I've gone gone line crazy. Jane, that's amazing because I remember when I came round to yours last and you were buying Martin Clunes a present for his birthday and I helped you get online because you couldn't do it. You did, and he got his Ar- Arbutus on it, which he, he sent me a video and he called it Arbutus. <laughs> <laughs> he said, thank you for my Arbutus honey. But he loved his Arbutus honey. This isn't a Christmas present, but I even ordered a dressing table. Oh, my word. Online. Gosh, you, you've, yeah. you're going to have a house full of things. You won't know what to do with it all. I know, it's, it's very exciting. What are you going to get, Tom? You can tell me in secret. Hmm. I, I tell you what, I'll stitch him a pair of pants out of some old holly leaves. I think he'll like that. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I think he likes a bit of cruelty, Tom. Well, fill him with me to start with and then he won't feel a thing. Yeah. And then I'll drip hot wax all over him and and then just put a wick on the top of his head and, and I'll light it. Yeah, it could just be like your version of Squid Game. <laughs> Christmas squid games. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I love you loads and it's so nice to talk to you, Jane, and happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, Essie. I love you loads too. And a happy new year. Love you. Love you. Bye, Essie. Bye. Bye. (laughs) And I'll call you up whenever I'm feeling down. Queen Bees is written and created by Esther Coles and Jane Horrocks. It is produced by Claire Broughton, Andy Goddard and John Wakefield and partly recorded at the Hives on my allotment near Crouch End in London. Our title music is Sweet Nothing by Amy May Ellis and Will Cookson. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Queen Bees Pod for pictures and videos from the Hive. Queen Bees is a hat-trick podcast. It feels so good just to have you around Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.